I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hi, and welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. I am Sean, your host. With me, as usual, my beautiful, incredible, wonderful wife, Alexandria. What's up? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm excited. Yeah, always. These episodes are fun. They are. And I feel like, you know, this past week, things were a little hectic, guys, so I'm sorry that we didn't release an episode last week for you guys. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. I'm not going to go into too much detail with all this stuff, but we yeah. had a lot of family stuff going on. Yeah. Family complications and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, extended family stuff and just mm-hmm. a lot of craziness. So. Yeah. So if you guys can... We would love <laughs> it if you guys can, you know, keep them in your prayers and say a little prayer for us, um, you know, for our family. We'd really appreciate it. So. Yeah. Um... So today's episode, um, we've kind of gone over a lot of different schooling options. We've gone through, um, you know, specialty schools. We've talked about homeschooling. So today we're going to tackle, um, you know, the public school option. Yeah. Um, pros and cons about that, you know, as well as, you know, obviously the special needs programs at school, you know, what those entail and, you know, some different uh helpful hints for navigating that world so yeah it can be kind of confusing especially if it's you know your first time going through it um yeah we do we are homeschooling Grayson but you know we still met with school districts and we still know the info about that because originally that was our plan um so yeah so we're just going to dive right into it kind of give you guys some info yeah why don't you start with the school evaluation that Grayson had and everything sure so we were in early intervention, and the school district set up an, an appointment time to come out to our house to talk to us about, you know, Grayson starting that next year. Um, it was like a few months later from when they came out because yeah. it was like April, May, and then we had summer, and then he would have been starting. By the way, not to cut you off, but they that's why early intervention usually ages out at three is because at that point the, the state you know, turns everything to the, over to the public school district at that point. You have option to go to the public school district for exactly. services at that point. So I'm sorry. And, and that, that <laughs> happens, too, because, you know, a lot of parents are working, so they're not going to stay home and do in-home therapy. Um, so it's it, it puts parents in a situation of they have to go to school. Um, they can no longer stay at home because they need therapy and they need the services, and they're not going to yeah. get it in the home unless they went with, like, an ABA company or took their children to a center after school or whatever that might be. Um, so, yeah, so school came out for the appointment, and I remember our OT was – she was present with me because she knew and she taught me exactly the questions to ask. Um, it was pretty much like she was there so that – I got all the right info, and if there wasn't something that I knew, she jumped right in and would talk to the school district about it. Um, So it worked out very, very well. However, you know, the program he was going to go into was going to be an ABA program. It was going to be like an all-day program, um, but he was going to be mixed in with regular neurotypical children in regular classes also. Mm -hmm. Um, It was going to be all day, every day, which I was totally fine with that. Summer too, right? summer two I think yes originally when we had him in Montessori that was supposed to be summer two but because he was so young 
you know, they were like, no, we, we, ha- we have that on our website, but don't worry about it. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure if the public school was summer, summer or not, or if it was just Montessori. Uh, I believe, I believe it was. You yeah. may be right. Just, just for that, the special needs program for the public school. You might. Not for, you know, all the you kids, know what? Yeah, I but. think you are right. I'm pretty sure. But I just don't want to, you know, for sure say. So definitely find out well, from your district yeah, not what every, they do. You not know? everyone is the same. But I'm pretty sure you're right. So. Yeah. So um, they explained everything. And, you know, it sounded like a great program. I was all for it. But the, the one thing that just did not sit well with me, and it, it honestly never sat well with me, and this is just my opinion, and I'm sure that there are a lot of fantastic aides out there. Um, but in my opinion, you know, I think it just honestly depends on your child. And it, it depends on the aide, but it also depends on your child. So with Grayson, he was severe back then. And we needed everybody in the classroom that was going to be working there, teachers, aides. We needed them all to be 100% and all to be, like, knowing exactly what they were doing with Grayson. And that made me uncomfortable because I just felt as though back then when we were having a lot of challenges, if I'm his mother and we can't calm him down and therapy can't calm him down, how is this aide going to calm him down? And, you know, the aides, I mean, they're younger. They're 24, 25. Um, they're just starting uh, out, a lot of them, fresh from college. What are they going to do, I yeah. felt as though, that I'm not doing or can't do? Um, and a lot of them don't have the training that even, no. like, an ABA, RBT has. So And even some companies in ABA, none of them are certified. So what are you really getting, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you're present, it's different. Um, but I just, I just did not feel comfortable like sending him there and not knowing what was going and on. And you also have many kids getting services from, you know, a number of aides and one teacher. So you might have one teacher, three aides, and seven kids. Right. So I know that I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, you know, I think they can't have more than three kids per. They need to have an aide for every three kids, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it is in New Jersey. It's usually like two. Well, but, they were like two or three aides with yeah. the teacher. Yeah. Also, um, so yeah. So I think it really depends on your child, honestly. You know, if they're severe, it depends on what school you're going to go with, and what you're comfortable with. So if yeah. your child is high functioning, then yeah, I can see why you would feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah, and if they're super high functioning, you know, you may be, you know, trying to decide whether you want them to go into the special needs program in the school district or stay in the right. traditional, you know, track program. Um, you know, and obviously that's a tough decision too because, you know, on the on the negative side of going into the special needs program, obviously there's some stigma that has to, you know, goes along with that. Yeah. Um, they're not like with their peers all the time, which is kind of another negative, um, you know, for some people and for some kids, but at the same time, you know, if they are high functioning, they can always, um, you know, move from the special needs program into the traditional program Mm -hmm. at at the school district as well. So you may want to start them off there and see how that goes because it does provide them with a lot of extra one-on-one support and help compared to a traditional, you know, school right. setting where you have one teacher and 20 kids or one teacher and 25 kids. Yeah. You know, they do get a little more personalized education. And that's something I want to touch on, too. When you start this process, as far as our district was concerned, and I'm sure a lot are like this, they bring in their own team. So Grayson would have went for an evaluation there before he would have started, and they would have seen what he needed as far as services and things like that. 
Um, he would have met with a psychologist. He would have met with, you know, OTs and, and across the board. Um, the whole <clears throat> team. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they would have decided. If your child... There are children who are high-functioning that can test standardized testing. In those cases, it's really hard to get services, honestly. A lot of them do not get services because as long as they can take standardized tests, they Mm -hmm. won't get services. Um, And I actually heard of a horror story from our district um, from some other parents of this child was high-functioning, but he had a lot of social challenges and he needed you know therapy with those and there were some other things he needed therapy with but other than that he could test standardized well school denied services to him and this family fought and fought they finally went to court and the judge had awarded the family services school district said absolutely not we're appealing it um so sometimes it's really hard you can look into autism advocates that is huge um, and they can help you with that process, and they will fight for you. That is what they're there for. So definitely use them to your disposal. Um, you know, and in that situation, uh, you know, obviously that whole process can take some time. Yeah. So, you know, another option, if you have the means and the ability to do so, maybe to, in the meantime, keep, obviously they'll be staying in the <laughs> traditional program in the meantime, but right. also then maybe adding some sort of extra ABA program on to help with, some of the areas of concern that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you don't have to do like a full ABA schedule, like 30 hours a week or something yeah. like that. After school, you can, you know, get away with probably, you know, maybe uh, six hours a week or something Absolutely. like that extra, just focusing on those specific things. Even you know if it's I mean? just a little bit of time, if you have trouble fitting it in, you know, <laughs> number one, it's important, and just fit in as much time as you can. Any little bit makes a difference. Um, and, so that's just you know. a suggestion for a way around that if you, you know, Mm-hmm. If you can do that, not every not every family has the ability right. or the means to do that, but you know that is another option at least in the meantime. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the whole the the rule in the public school system is they need to have an appropriate level education in the mo- least restrictive environment possible. Right. So when they're creating the IEP, the individual education plan for your child, like everybody's involved in that. You as a parent's involved, your child's involved in that, the teachers and administration of the school are all involved in that together, Um, you know, taking a look at what the child's needs are and stuff like that. I mean, some things to point out about that, like whatever their, their point of view is, the school district, compared to yours, if it is different than yours... Ask them for the data and the information, yeah, and the records that show that that's where your child is at, and that exactly. like backing up their point of view. And if you don't feel so, like, if you don't agree with that, with what Sean is saying, you have to speak up and you have to fight for that because unless it is stated in the IEP, it doesn't matter. That is that is like your contract of your child services. Um, so definitely take that seriously. Don't take it with just a grain of salt and sign it. Take it home. Tell them you want to look it over and think about it for a few days. You know, talk to your husband or your wife and make sure you're all on the same page because, yeah. you know, it's very yeah. hard to fight that IEP once it's signed. Yeah. It's, it's a little and, bit of a And you process. can have an advocate with you at those meetings as well. Yes. Uh, that's something you'd like to do. I suggest that, that a lot. Um, and you know a lot of times you see where you know they're trying to give them services at a proper you know a proper 
level, appropriate level, but they're not always giving it in the least restrictive possible environment. And sometimes that just has to do with the um, the means and you know availability and resources that the school district has. Yeah. You know, and in some school districts, um, you know, here in New Jersey, it's a little different than um, some other states. A lot of states have um, you know county school districts. So mm-hmm. the whole county, they may have you know ten right. high schools in a county, but they're all run in one school district. Right. Whereas in New Jersey, almost every town has its own school district. Exactly. So, you know, you have some a lot of smaller schools in New Jersey that don't have the resources to provide yeah. even certain special needs programs, depending on the kids' needs. Yeah. Um, and just because they don't have enough students to, like, really warrant hiring a teacher for one or two children. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. the volume's just not there because it's such a small school exactly. district. Exactly. And um, if they can get the help, sometimes yeah. that will be better because yeah. it's more one-on-one attention if they have if, if they at do. the disposal, you know? But most schools don't. I right. mean, like, the town I grew up in, um, I mean, the high school would graduate anywhere from, like, 65 to 80 kids a year. Right. So it's a very, very small school district. Yeah. So in some cases, if you had, I mean, they did have, you know, special needs programs in that town. Mm-hmm. But if you had very unique or severe you know, um, situations, they would usually have to send those kids out of school district to another school that had a program that fit them. Exactly. So that's another thing you got to keep in mind. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this, where you're you're located, located, (laughs) what kind of programs are by you, but, um, you know, they may not want to send the kid out of school district because they obviously have to pay the other school district to do that. So, that's a fight you may have to have too. Now, and that's another thing I want to say with that, you know, I want to touch on is if your child is severe, you're going to want more of a specialty school than a public school district, number one. Number two, um, yeah, you might have to fight for that. I remember when Grayson was younger, I went and looked at one of the specialty schools um, that I actually talked about on the prior episode yeah. of specialty schools. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, he was like two, two and a half, and I remember I dropped him off at his grandparents and I went and looked at this school and I just thought to myself, this is a great school, but I don't think Grayson belongs here. I just, even though he was severe, it was just different. And I knew he was young and I just, I knew eventually things would change. And I, I just, I couldn't picture him there. Um, it just didn't feel right for yeah. us. Um, so that's the type of school you're going to want to look more into if your child is severe. And yeah, you are going to have to fight for that. I know here that if he had to go there, it's a little bit easier in our area that they would have paid for that. But you have to remember, the specialty school, I mean, the one I looked at, was it's like 150000 a year. But if your child is severe, you don't really have an option. You're stuck um, because you have to work. If both of you work, I mean, who is going to take care of your, your child? Yeah. Um, it's, and it's difficult if they're severe. You can't just get a babysitter, um, or nor would you want to. Yeah. So and another thing that you can run into some challenges with is um, many of the kids can have um, challenges in one particular area, but be extremely advanced in other particular areas. Yeah. So that being said, um, most of those programs are going to cater more to the needs of their, you know, on the side of their challenges than helping them build their strengths up right um 
you know, so, you know, you may not, you may have a, a child that's very gifted in math, but has a lot of problems speaking and writing and, you know, stuff like that. They may, may need a lot of help in those, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those areas of, you know, speaking, reading, all that kind of stuff. But they're not going to get the advanced side of, you know, the math mm-hmm. side of things if they're in the special needs program, right. usually. So that's also another drawback, obviously. Um, and, you know, that that's and, and one thing that... You no, know, you have to go year by year. Like, things change all the time. So right. you may have to start, like I said earlier, in, in the special needs program and then try to get them on a traditional track, mm-hmm. um, you know, as they get older. Yeah, and, you know, that's why I absolutely love Montessori school because they do work on your strengths. Whatever that child is good at, they build on that. So if you have one child that loves math, they're going to build on math with that child. If you have another child that, you know, loves art, they're going to build on that. Um, And that was something that I really liked. And honestly, I say it all the time, that would be the one place that I would 100% feel comfortable sending Grayson back to again, that I wouldn't think twice about it over anywhere else. Um, I love what they stood, stood for, and I would send them to the same exact one. They were just fantastic. Um, they were very accommodating, and I trusted them a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I will always rave about them. Um, but yeah, and we made the decision, you know, to homeschool just because with everything going on, half of the kids aren't even going to school. It's virtual, number one. Number two, you know, we've talked about on previous episodes, you know, we are not going to continue to, you know, vaccinate him. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to be forced in that position. Um, we have been working for the past two and a half years to detox this child. There is no way that I can just lay him down on the table and be okay with that. I just can't. Um, I just don't know what well, I'm going to get then, back. You know, the AIDS as well. And, yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to some parents in the school district at some points and not heard the best things about no. the school district programs. I mean, they, it's a great school district overall. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the best for special needs. And that's another thing, actually, now that I say that. Just because you have a great school district with a great rating doesn't mean their special needs program's great. So, just, right. you know, obviously talk to some of the people, you know, in town that have kids in the special needs classes. Because you're going to get right. the best, most accurate feedback from them. Yeah, and they do have a lot of good teachers, programs so. like that. I know um, there is a place, they have multiple locations, they're called SPIN. And I know, like, Spectrum, too, up north is excellent. Um, But they have, like, full-day programs, and they are top of the line. Um, SPIN is very popular. I know in PA, Philadelphia area, um, I don't think there's any in Jersey yet. Um, But things like that is what you want to look into. Um, So, yeah, so with Grayson, you know, and a lot of parents will send their child to school. They get done at 3, 3.30. They come home and they do ABA at 4 o'clock. So they've been in a program all day long. They come home and they continue therapy, um, which to me is important because I do think you really truly benefit something from being in a natural environment. That is where your child is the most comfortable. And if they can learn there, they can do it anywhere. You yeah. can just take that anywhere. Um, so, yeah, and another reason we chose to homeschool that I want to touch on is Grayson had a big behavioral issue back when he was younger. And even neurotypical children, they all pick up behaviors from each other. We didn't feel as though we finally got all of that under control, the head banging and everything else. And he's not violent. He is a sweetheart. And I don't want, we don't want him going to school and seeing, you know, 
you know, this child or this child being violent or hitting the teacher or if a child's severe, he is going to pick up those behaviors. And we came way too far to start over again. And we never want to go back to that. And now we're at the age where that would be really difficult to break and he could really hurt himself. It's different when he was two and he was young. You could just pick him up. He's getting older now. He's getting bigger now. And soon you're not going to be able to pick him up anymore. And I think about it all the time. Like, if he's having an outburst and he's my height, how am I going to control him? Now I can pick him up. I can, you know? But if I'm looking directly at him across from me, what is that going to look like? Um, So, yeah, it is a concern, you know, a lot. But right now we just keep doing what we're doing and therapy and he's going to be starting school next week. He's going to be um, doing multiple programs. Yeah. So um, our therapist and, you know, myself and Sean all agreed that he should be in kindergarten. Preschool is just going to cause a lot of frustration for him because he's mastered these things in therapy. A lot of them, not he's all of them. He's been working on them for the past, you know, two years. Yeah. So we're going to do we're going to do a preschool program and a kindergarten yeah. because we can obviously alter the program as we go because we're doing it exactly. ourselves. So exactly. Um, you know, so we we have some flexibility with right. that, and even with our teacher, are, she does yeah. too because she's like, there, let me know. You know, there are a couple things. Um, with the preschool curriculum that he hasn't mastered. Right. He's mastered a lot of it, like the alphabet numbers. He has to work like on that. writing. But, but writing and, yeah, you know, drawing and different things yeah. like that, he hasn't mastered yet. So yeah. there are some areas. Mm-hmm. But that's what's great about the homeschooling, you know. Yeah. And this is something I should have said on that episode. Um, and it goes back to what I had mentioned a little bit earlier. When you have a child that's great at in one area but struggling in another you know, we have the ability to kind of yeah. adjust his curriculum right. to his needs and his skill set better. Exactly. You know, so he can be a lot more advanced in one area, but still working on things he's, you know, that challenge him in other areas. Gives him that option. Yeah, because, you know, we want to keep him challenged because that's going to keep him engaged. You yeah. know, we've noticed throughout his therapy uh, time that when he's not engaged, he gets bored and. Yes. It's not a good thing. And he gets he's very a, frustrated. Yeah, he's not a very... Then you see the behavior issues go yeah. up. He's not as successful when he's no. mastered something and they're trying to do it with him. It's like the things they throw down that they're like, let's see if he knows this and he knows it all. Like, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so yeah, we're going to work on, you know, the preschool program. That We'll work on that, like, one day a week. Um, and that, you know, there's a lot of projects, good projects we've received and things like that that I'm excited to do with him. And then the rest of the week will be all kindergarten material. And we'll do writing in kindergarten, all of that. Um, and we even have all the writing materials from our preschool stuff. So um, that'll really intertwine nicely, I think, together. Yeah. So we're looking forward right. to it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll put a lot of information into the show notes. If you guys ever have any questions, leave a comment. We would love yeah. to hear from you guys. We want to hear some questions, comments about some of the stuff you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, we still have, obviously, some... We're going to have some interviews again coming up. We haven't done some in a while with COVID and the crazy schedules we've had. It's been really difficult to schedule stuff, but we're going to have some interviews coming up soon. Um, You know, we have a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot of great content we want to bring you guys, but we're always looking for more ideas for the things you guys want to hear specifically Mm -hmm. because, you know, we could talk about a lot of stuff, but yeah, you know, we want to know what you guys want to hear because that's the whole point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's to help you guys. So if there's something you guys want to hear more about or something in more detail, let us know so that we can, you know, 
take care of that on a future episode. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to um, let you guys know, I don't think we've ever said it on a previous episode. You guys can email us with any of that at buildingthepuzzle at yahoo.com and, you know, send us comments, send us yeah. questions, anything you want to know. Send them in, and we would love to read them. So, Anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap up the show? No, I think that's it. I think I'm good. I have good info there. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping you enjoyed the episode. Um, obviously, if you haven't listened to the episodes on homeschooling and on uh, specialty schooling, check those out. Um, yeah. You know, kind of compare the episodes, the pros and cons of each one, each type of program, so you can, you know, get yourself educated and make a decision that's, you know, best for you, your family, and your child. So, yeah. All right. With that, for autism, building, building the, the puzzle, puzzle, one piece, piece at, at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. building the puzzle we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays well if you're in new jersey you're in luck the speech paradigm has you covered they're helping children overcome speech challenges all across new jersey they offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy please reach out to them you can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at Grayson-Company dot myshopify.com as well as on facebook and instagram as well as etsy on etsy they can be found at grayson and company toys